We've had some information on these already, uh, but this is a pretty important uh, thing for the Israelites, so we're going to look at this again a little bit more here. The cities of refuge. So I think probably just go ahead and read the whole of chapter 20, and then we'll talk through it. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Say to the people of Israel, Appoint the cities of refuge, of which I spoke to you through Moses, that the manslayer who strikes any person without intent or unknowingly may flee there. It shall be for you a refuge from the avenger of blood. He shall flee to one of these cities, and shall stand at the entrance of the gate of the city, and explain his case to the elders of that city. And they shall take him into the city, and give him a place, and he shall remain with them. And if the avenger of blood pursues him, they shall not give up the manslayer into his hand, because he struck his neighbor unknowingly, and he did not hate him in the past. And he shall remain in that city until he has stood before the congregation for judgment, until the death of him who is high priest at the time. Then the manslayer may return to his own uh, town and his own home, uh, to the town from which he he fled. So they set apart Kadesh in Galilee, in the hill country of Naphtali, Shechem in the hill country of Ephraim, and Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron, in the hill country of Judah. And beyond the Jordan, east of Jericho, they appointed Bezer in the wilderness on the tableland from the tribe of Reuben, and Ramoth and Gilead from the tribe of Dan, and Golan and Bashan from the tribe of Manasseh. These are the cities designated for all the people of Israel, and to the stranger sojourning among them, that anyone who killed a person without intent could flee there, so that he might not die by the hand of the avenger of blood, till he stood before the congregation. Okay. So, we are seeing here this idea of the cities of refuge. What is that for? Whoever unintentionally kills somebody could run there and be safe. Yes. So, normally, if you killed somebody, what would happen? A family member of that person would kill you. Yes, and that family member was called the... Avenger of Blood. Avenger of Blood. Is it right that that would happen? Apparently. Yeah. That was God's system of justice. You know, it's kind of the eye for an eye and a tooth for the tooth principle. That w- that's a judicial principle. I mean, you reap what you sow. And so a life for a life. That was the principle. And the nearest of kin would be the one to execute that. So if you kill somebody, watch out for his brother. They'll kill you and have every right to do it because you ought to pay for your crime. That was the basic principle uh, behind this. Um, so, there are exceptions to that rule, and that's what the City of Refuge deals with. What kind of exception was there to this? <clears throat> if it was unintentional? Yes, if it was unintentional. Um, so how do you know whether somebody killed you on purpose or accidentally? I don't know if you had a sword run through them, that seems pretty <laughs> intentional, but if it was, you know, a rock thrown or oh, an animal escaped. Yes. The presence of certain weapons is a big idea. You know, because like, um... Why are you hiding by, behind the tree with a gun if you weren't trying to kill somebody? You know, I mean, like, that 
points to your having premeditated it. You know, you have equipped yourself, armed yourself, you've come to the place where you can find the person. I mean, if, if you can prove that kind of a trajectory, then probably you kill him on purpose. But if you didn't, then you, maybe you didn't. There's another big factor in that, too. If you had a motive? <laughs> yeah. Uh, like you didn't like the person. You know, if, if, if you hated him, then it's more likely that you'd have tried to kill him. Make sense? And so, we do the same thing in our judicial system. You know, we don't treat every killing the same way. In fact, we have some, uh, some, some ways of categorizing. What would be, uh, for somebody who didn't purposely kill somebody, but ended up killing somebody? Involuntary manslaughter. Involuntary manslaughter. Yeah, you'd be the person for that. There, there would be some other terms too, right? What about vehicular homicide? Do we ever use that? Maybe not in the judicial system, but we call it that otherwise. Any other terms that we might call? Would it be called second degree murder? Second degree would have some to do with the intent, right? But it's involuntary manslaughter would be a little less. Okay. All right, so uh, involuntary manslaughter, like, you know, you were, you know, careless, and you killed somebody, went over with a car. That'd be involuntary manslaughter if you weren't purposely trying to kill them. Am I right about that? Yeah, and you're, well, like, Wall's family, where, you know, they were looking at a gun and it went off, you know. Right. And it's, you know, right. You weren't expecting that. You didn't point it at them. Right. Yeah. So it was unintentional. It, were not, it was not premeditated. You didn't hate them previously. Should they, should somebody like that get the same penalty as somebody who, you know, plots it and did it because they hated them? I think it makes sense, but no, they wouldn't get the same penalty. So these cities of refuge are basically set up to prevent the lynching of somebody who deserves some legal protection. <laughs> You know, to give him somewhere to go to where he can be safe from the avenger of blood uh, at least until there's due process. Now, um, can you imagine what would happen? What happens if you do purposely murder somebody? Where are you going to want to flee? City of Refuge, right? Whether you kill him on purpose or not, you want to be saved. So look at what happens. <clears throat> um, he flees to one of those cities. Verse 4. Stands, he shall stand at the entrance of the gate of the city and state his case in the hearing of the elders of the city. And they shall take him into the city to them and give him a place that may dwell among them. So if he can state a... I'd use the term prima facie case. But if he can make a case that he deserves to be in the city of refuge, then they'll let him in. So, first of all, he's got to get in. You know? uh, and so he's going to have to have a good uh, way of describing what happened, so they'll let him in. Then if the Avenger of Blood pursues him, then they can't deliver him over, 
Um, but they do end up, uh, we know from cer- certain passages, they will end up sometimes having a trial. He will shall dwell in that city until he stands before the congregation for judgment. That's verse 6. So, if, if the avenger of blood comes to the city of refuge and says, look, he did, this is first degree murder, he killed with intent, I can prove it, then you have a trial. You get the uh, uh, congregation, the city, uh, to judge and decide who's right. Kind of like a jury trial. And if they prove that he really killed him, you know, in murder, then he's given over to the avenger of blood to kill. If it's proven that, no, he, he did it accidentally, then he can stay in the city of refuge and be protected. The avenger of blood can't touch him as long as he's in the city of refuge. Now, that, that city of refuge then is a place of refuge, but it's also kind of like a prison. In the sense you can't leave. If you leave, then the Avenger of Blood has every right to kill you. You have to stay there until when? Until somebody dies. Until the death, yeah, until somebody the dies. dies. The high priest dies. Well, how soon is the high priest going to die? How old is the high priest? Yeah, depends on how old he is and how healthy he is, right? That might mean a few weeks, if he was uh, on his deathbed, it might mean longer than you live. <laughs> you never know. But once the high priest dies, then you can you can go free, and the avenger of blood still can't get you. That's kind of the statute of limitations. And maybe the idea is, you know, there needs to be a death to kind of atone for this even involuntary <coughs> manslaughter. And maybe the idea is the high priest's death sort of provides the atonement for that. That may be the idea, kind of accepted in the place of the death of the murderer or the manslayer or whatever. Uh, at least some people think that, and I think that's a reasonable uh, possibility. All right, do you have some questions or comments about this procedure? So there's 48 cities. There are 48 Levitical cities. Of, oh, how many cities of refuge? How many cities of refuge? Six. Six. So, like, how far would you might have to travel? Um, how big is the territory, like, north to south? Oh, how, many, how long was Israel? 120 miles? It wasn't that big. Wasn't that big? How wide is it? Less. Yeah, about, like, a third of the size of Indiana? Probably maybe. something like that. Because I'm wondering, you know, are you racing to get to that city of refuge? Well, yeah. He's chasing you? I mean, how... And then, can they uh, kill you while you're standing at the gate trying to plead your case if they come up, you know? <laughs> Hurry up, man, let me in! Yeah. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm just trying to vision that. Well, I mean, that's what... The reason they put the cities of refuge where they put them was to make it relatively close anywhere you were. That's what I'm trying to figure out. They like spread many, them out. How many miles would you be from one of them? Well, depends on where you live, but, you know, theoretically... I mean, they put three on the west side, three on the east side, and they just spread them out. So, to try to make it easy to get to one of them. Were there any in Gilead? Yeah, three on the east side, three on the west side. Of the Jordan. Okay. Yeah, sorry about that. I should have said the Jordan. So, yeah. In fact, look at them. We've got them in verse 7. They said about, they set apart Kadesh in Galilee. That's in the hill country of Naphtali. 
Shechem, remember Shechem, we'll talk about that in a minute, in the hill country of Ephraim, and Kiriath Arba, which became Hebron, in the hill country of Judah. Now think about that then. He, those three are on the west side of the Jordan, left-hand side of the Jordan, and we're going from what direction to what direction? North to south. North to south. So up in the territory of Naphtali, then in Ephraim, and then down in Judah. Now Shechem is interesting. You remember, Shechem is in a what? Topographically. Valley. In between what two mountains? Very good. Ebal and Gerizim. And remember, Ebal and Gerizim were important mountains because... How they stood on them and yelled at each other? Well, sure, not exactly yelled at <laughs> each other. The blessings and the curses. The blessings right. and the curses, the covenants were recited. Which one was on Mount Ebal? The curses. The curses, the blessing on Mount Gerizim. Mount Gerizim later became a holy mountain for the Samaritans. That's exactly right. Very good. You guys are getting some of this stuff. <laughs> I always remember Mount Ebal was the evil, and Gerizim was good stuff. <laughs> That's good. I remember that the Samaritans worshipped on Mount Gerizim, and they surely wouldn't have worshipped on the mountain where the curses were. <laughs> <laughs> At least they got that right. Yeah. That's so how many right. people lived in these cities? Now, I always, and I must be wrong, because I always pictured Gilead as a lot smaller area than on the... A little bit smaller. Yeah, it was a little bit smaller. Well, yeah, because it's not a question of how... I mean, you still, north to south, it's about the same length. I had it shorter. It's not really shorter. It's not. It's not as wide. I mean, if you're going to the very, very top of Dan, probably at the height of, like, Solomon's reign, it was probably smaller because the land extended. Yeah, but it's more like his dominion extended. Still, the Jews didn't so much occupy Ah. those territories over which he exercised dominion. Now, in verse 8, you've got on the eastern side of the Jordan, you've got uh, Bezer in Reuben, Ramoth in Gad, and Golan in Manasseh. Now, what direction are we going? South to north. South to north. Very good. Reuben, Gad, Manasseh. And uh, notice he calls Ramoth in Gilead. Gilead is the... If you want to specify Gilead, it's that middle part. Sometimes it goes for the whole thing. But Gilead's more the middle part. You remember anything that happens in Ramoth, Gilead? When we say Ramoth, Gilead... That's almost like saying Ramoth, the city and the province or territory of Gilead. And we have a bunch of stuff in Ramoth, Gilead. Golan. Remember Golan from uh, modern history? There's been a lot of controversy and wars over the Golan Heights between Israel and Syria, I think, but I'm not sure it's the same area. That was back in my day. <laughs> in recent history? Yeah, or whatever. Uh, so, these are the places. Better, it kind of reminds me of being on a plane. You know, 
find the nearest exit door. It might be behind you. <laughs> so you better figure out, okay, which one, if I accidentally kill somebody, which way am I going to run? <laughs> you know, which one is going to be closest to me where I am? And you kind of always always keep, uh, you know, MapQuest uh, directions handy to the City of Refuge. I'm trying to think, would you want to live in yeah, could like well, their family go there? I assume so. Yeah. Why so not? like people. Those were cities. Like I don't know. I kind of envisioned just like a bunch of criminal-looking people running around. There. Well, but wait a minute. Are these criminals? No. Yeah. Exactly. We we would call an involuntary manslaughter a criminal, but in terms of the justice system, but we wouldn't so much say that necessarily in terms of how we look at them. If somebody, you know accidentally the gun fires and they kill somebody or I remember my illustration was back years ago when this po- had guns. <laughs> when this poor kid in the morning on a cold morning in Louisville didn't scrape his back glass was backing out of the driveway to go to high school he was a really outstanding kid apparently ran over somebody on the sidewalk I think he went to prison uh, I'm not positive you go from to prison for not. It's negligence. You killed somebody. So if you live in a city of refuge, you're surrounded by clumsy and careless. Maybe <laughs> 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 so. Yeah, in some cases, but but th- it's not with intent. If there was intent, then it's not involuntary manslaughter. So the trial happens before the high priest dies. That's correct. Okay. The trial may mean you get killed. You can't use the city of refuge. See right. that I did. See that I did. Yeah. So why six cities, not seven? Because <laughs> they killed. People. We need the even number on each side. Okay. How would you want seven? Because well, seven's what we have of everything. <laughs> but that's the number for God. But six is like the number of incompleteness, and seven's like complete. So I would think you would want to have a complete protection and not an halfway almost protected but not quite protection <laughs> so it just makes more sense seven but I guess that would make it uneven yeah I don't know I don't have you could have put one like on the river then we get our seven <laughs> <laughs> what kind of a town are they going to build on the Castle. river <laughs> how are they going to get there Lake Town yeah now it makes uh, it makes me think about thinking about cities of refuge in the New Testament. I think there is Jesus. He's our city of refuge. He's the place where we go. And he protects us from the vengeance that our sin deserves. And he's also the high priest that died to free us. So I think this all kind of links up with Jesus in a roundabout way. You know, and that uh, Jesus is kind of a city of refuge for us. I wouldn't make that point forcefully, but I do think there's probably there's some no foreshadowing. Right? No. I was trying to think of an actual city where somebody went. I think it right. had to be in Revelation somewhere. No, I don't think there's a any woman going Do what? No, China. No, she didn't. No. Oh. We cut the woman up to the woman. Yeah. 
So, anything you want to say on chapter 20? All right, chapter 21, verses 1 to 8.